It's time to bed Welcome to Veg Out, where we're embracing plant-based adventures. I'm your host, Adrian, and I'm so glad you're joining us for our very first episode. This show is about everything food, family, and fun. Um, for those who know me, my friends who know me, they know that my life is all about food, and it's all about my kids, it's all about my family, um, and so I felt that I wanted to share that with other people. Um, this show is also for those who are interested in learning a, more about plant-based eating, um, maybe practicing healthier lifestyles for you and your family, um, or if it's just a place where you want to be assured that you're not the only one with a household of craziness from every now and then. Um, this is definitely the place for you. I'll be sharing some awesome information with you, some ideas and tips on cooking and meal planning and making um, your families eating experience, one of the best times that you possibly can. Um, I have a cool series that I'm actually working on for you all called the ABCs of Vegging Out, um, where we're going to kind of just go through the ABCs when it comes to plant-based eating and, and your family actually enjoying it. Um, I'll share some product reviews with you, some of my favorite products, and um, if they're new products that are out there, I'll be able to kind of test those out and give you reviews. Uh, meal planning tips and recipes, but I think one of the coolest things too is that I'm also going to bring my husband on and my kids on from time to time so that they can share their perspective with you. I think sometimes when you're listening to people talk about things, it's a little too shiny. I mean, they, you know, they talk about, yes, and I make this food and this recipe and my family just absolutely loves it when in actuality, it didn't come out right the first time or their kids absolutely hated it. And so I want you to hear the legit perspective, the real life perspective of eating in the edge household and what we do and how we do it. And sometimes it doesn't come out too great. And the kids and my husband will tell me they they all really have very distinctive palates. So um, it can be a challenge finding something that all four of us will eat so that I'm not making two or three meals at a, at a time. Um, but it's doable and it's fun and um, they sugarcoat nothing. So when they're on an episode, it's one that you're definitely not going to want to miss. I also want to answer your questions about how to incorporate healthy food options or healthy ways to prepare foods and plant-based eating into your family's routine. I'm a wife and I'm a mom of two kids, again, all with very distinct tastes and preferences. And I work and I have a busy schedule and I'm running on E by the time I get home at the end of a busy day, but I get it. But the other piece of that too is I still want my family to enjoy home-cooked meals that are comfortable, that are delicious, but that are also good for them. I want to know that whatever they're putting into their bodies is actually good for them. So it's not impossible to do. It can be challenging, but you need a plan and you need to just have some, some tricks up your sleeve, as my grandmother used to say, um, some tricks of the trade. So I'm here to give those to you. So if you have questions or if you have topics that you want me to cover on an episode, just email it to me at adrian at veg.out.com. That's A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E -N -N -E at V-E-D-G-E dash 
O-U-T.com. And again, send in that question, send in that topic idea, and I'll cover it on one of our upcoming episodes. So on this episode, um, I wanted to just kind of share a little bit of insight with you on parenting almost vegan kids. So one of the things that I've, I, you know, I want to kind of self-disclose in this first episode and just kind of lay it out there because I think it will set the, the foundation for episodes to come. I am very type A and I am a perfectionist. And becoming a wife and a mom, right now I've been in the wife role for 12 years. Um, we just celebrated an anniversary in December, so happy anniversary, honey. Um, and being a mom for now nine years, um, I've learned you can't always have your way and you can't always enjoy you know, having things in order and structure because as soon as you put things in order and you have structure, the little hands and the little feet come around and they mess it up or your husband is like, I don't want this there and he'll put it somewhere else and it's just craziness. So I'm very structured and I'm very type A and so when when my husband and we'll we'll talk about this more later um, on a later episode. But when my husband told basically told us we're we're going to try this out, we're going to um, try out a vegan lifestyle. I was like, uh, okay. And then I went immediately into planning mode because I have to plan my meals. I have to figure out you know what we're going to eat when and you know how are we going to make the kids enjoy this. So I, I totally went into kind of project management. Let's organize this. Get structured to it. It wasn't just willy-nilly, let me go to the grocery store and see what I can bring home. Um, And so I think now that we've We were almost, we were, and we say almost vegan, I'll define that a little later, but we've been almost vegan for over a year. And then we started adding fish back into our diet back in maybe September, this past September. Um, So, I mean, we've been on this journey for a while now. And one of the most challenging parts of it is my kids, you know, finding options that we love and we want to try and we want to enjoy but then options that they also would like and so i get the question a lot you know from others who either have kids or they're just curious um you know how it works like how do your kids respond you know are they vegan too um you know what about when they go out so i just wanted to share a couple of you know kind of tips and things that we've learned along the way and by no means is the way that we're doing things or our experiences kind of the end all be all, but I think it's something that you don't hear too often. I mean, you hear, you know, embracing a plant-based lifestyle or a vegan lifestyle, but then you really don't hear about how kids are responding to it. Um, I know one thing for me, I Google a lot. And when I Google recipes, I'm try, I try to be as specific as I can if I'm looking for, you know, um, a recipe using, like I'll Google recipe using blah, 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 or um, vegan replacement for chicken nuggets. You know, I'll, I'm trying to be very specific when I Google. And I find recipes from, from mostly women, um, you know, no knocking my sisters out there, but mostly women, mostly moms. And I look at the ingredients or I look at the picture or I look at the, and you know, just look at how it's prepared. I'm like, my kids would not eat that. Like, I don't know how their kids would. So again, their kids might enjoy it. They may love it. Um, but for me, I just, I know I have picky eaters. And that's one thing that I um, have learned um, after being a wife of a picky eater and now a mom of two picky eaters, maybe I'll say one and a half. My daughter, 
she gets mostly everything, but now she's starting to kind of get her preferences in place, um, that you really have to be um, stealthy sometimes and you have to be strategic and you have to make it fun. So I want to just cover four quick areas for you because I want you on this first episode to listen to it and actually leave with some kind of content, some kind of information that you've either learned or um, some camaraderie to say, okay, I'm not the only one who's dealing with it. And then hopefully some tips that you can try in your kitchen with your family and give me some feedback and let me know um, what you think about it. So again, parenting almost vegan kids. Um, the first setting, I guess, that I want to kind of talk about is at school. So school is, you know, for me, I'm a mom, my son is nine and my daughter is four. So my son is in third grade and my daughter is in pre-K. And so when my son started going to school, pretty much pre-K, I mean, they've been in daycare, you know, most of their lives, but school is different. And that's when you realize there's a whole life that they're having that I have no idea about. They're interacting with people that I've never met. They're doing things that I have no clue what they're doing. I mean, not bad things, but just, you know, their experiences that they're having that are apart from you. And so being a mom of A, a picky eater, and someone who has a special diet can be a challenge when you're sending them to school and, you know, you're trusting that they're eating what you give them. And so one of the things that I have kind of in my mind set as kind of like a foundational principle is at home is when we try new things or when we will eat things or I'll prepare things that may be a little more of a challenge for them to eat. In their lunch boxes at school, when we're you know traveling or going out, those are things that I incorporate that I know are are automatic wins. So when um, you know right now we are experimenting with no soy, so we haven't had any soy for about two weeks. Um, but before we cut soy out of our diets. Um, you know, one of the main staples in my kids' lunch boxes was the vegan chicken nuggets, the Morningstar chicken nuggets. And they're so good. They're really delicious. Also, Garden has a Garden, Gardein. If anybody knows how to pronounce that, let me know. But um, they have a delicious chicken tender. Um, and so, you know, it was something that was really easy. And I tried to match my daughter's menu because her preschool has a menu that rotates. So I tried to match her menu and do kind of a veganized version of something similar in their lunch boxes. And so my son gets whatever I prepare for her, if that makes sense. So it's on a rotating schedule. So, you know, it's a two weeks. So every two weeks they have the same thing, if that makes sense. Um, I'll go into that more later in another episode, but when I do that, I have to trust that when they go to school and they see what's in the lunch line or when they see what their friends have, um, that they're not going to want to just close their lunchbox and not eat it or be embarrassed by it or have it look or smell weird or just say, you know what? No, I'm going to go ahead and get a slice of pizza. Um, you know, and, and my mom will never know. You know, I, I try to have things in their lunchbox that will avoid them um, or that will keep them from doing that. So um, number one is pack things that you know they're going to enjoy. 
And it's okay if you give them the same option twice in a week. Like that's okay. Kids really don't care oftentimes. They would much rather have something that's really good and delicious that they enjoy rather than having this whole variety of, you know, menu options at their, you know, disposal. Um, now I do have in our lunches, so within one week, everything is different. And then week two, everything is different. And then week three, that's when we repeat the menu for week one. Week four is when we repeat the menu for week two. So they do get some good variety in there. And again, now that we've taken out soy, that's taken out our soy nuggets and that's taken out our soy hot dogs. So, um, so you know, again, still getting variety, um, but I had to replace those with items that I knew that they would enjoy, which um, field roast, if you haven't tried field roast, I mean, they are like a amazing. They're the most amazing company with options in the world. Um, and so we use their vegan hot dogs, their vegan veggie burgers, um, their things like that because they don't have soy. So that was easy to replace some of those things. Um, but again, just, just experiment, try, test, use the weekends to test things out um, because you don't wanna test it out during the week when you really don't have a lot of time to, um, to try it out. Um, so definitely um, try it out on the weekends. Second thing is talk to their teachers. Let the teachers know what's going on. Um, let them know what your restrictions and your boundaries are. Um, let them know the reasons why. You know, our kids have wonderful, wonderful teachers who respect our wishes and if there's a class party or if there's an event they're going on a field trip or the teacher wants to bring in a treat for everyone they each will contact us and they'll say this is what's going on can they have xyz and depending on what it is yes no problem but then if it's pizza like if the class won a pizza party, I'd say, awesome, we're gonna bring pizza by for him. And so we'll go to Earth Fair, we'll get our pizza, our vegan pizza ready, and then we'll we'll take it to school so that he can have it. Yes, it's a little more work, but I'd much rather have a happy child who doesn't feel like the effort to keep them healthy is keeping them from enjoying life. <laughs> than to miss a few minutes um, you know, in a commute to drop off a pizza that my son can eat and not have any ill effects from. So it means a lot to me and um, the teachers really um, appreciate it too because they don't have to deal with the attitude. You know, if, if I didn't do that and I said, no, he can't have it, just let him sit in the corner by himself, that'd be A, awkward, and B, something that the, the teachers would then have to try to figure out how to deal with and I don't wanna do that to them, so anyway. Hopefully those all make sense. Um, the second thing, um, the second kind of setting that I wanted to kind of talk about is at home. Um, you know, at home, food is everywhere. I mean, this is this is kind of, you know, ground zero for meal preparation. So there's food everywhere. Kids want to eat everything. Um, and so, you know, at the table, that's a place where you don't necessarily want to fight about your food. But I feel like it's appropriate to challenge your kids about their food at that point. Talk about, you know, what they like and what they don't like and try to prepare things that you know that they will enjoy and maybe pair those things with items that really aren't on the top of their list. So for example, my son absolutely despises mushrooms and onions, cannot stand them. I absolutely love them. My husband cannot stand 
onions. My daughter loves both of them. So you can see kind of where that can be a challenge around the table. So if I do make something with onions, I have to blend it up. So if it's in a sauce or, you know, a base of a soup, it has to be blended up so they don't even know it's in there, but you've got the flavor, you've got the richness of what it adds to a recipe in there. And then for mushrooms, I try to blend it up as well or I might chop it up really fine, and then if he gets a piece of that mushroom, I'd say, well, pair it up with, you know, some green beans because you like green beans, or pair it up with, you know, the veggie burger because you know you like the veggie burger, um, and get them to eat those things that they don't like. I don't do it all the time because I want them to enjoy the eating process, but I do do it, A, because there's nutrients and vitamins and minerals in those foods that my kids need, and I want them to have a variety of those things, but then two, your palate changes every few years. And so if there's a food that your child doesn't like, allow them to try that food maybe in a few months. Every couple of months, present them with that food that they really don't like and tell them, you have to give me one bite and just see. Um, that happened with um, with you know some of the foods that we were eating. It happened with me. I used to hate beets. I mean, it was awful. I mean, to the point where I couldn't even say the word really because it just gave me a body shudder. It was awful. And so I, you know, kept trying them whenever I was presented them. I wouldn't buy them, but I would try them. Um, and, and I did actually, when my son was little, I did buy some beets and I tried to make, make some cookies and they were fine coming out of the oven. But once that beet flavor sat in, it was awful. So I let him eat all the rest of them. Um, but it happened with me. I actually like beets. Um, I catch myself kind of craving beets and saying, okay, I want to make a salad with some beets on it. Now I'm not going to just say, I just want to eat a beet. That's a little too much, but to, to accent my salads. Um, so it happened. Happens. And, and, you know, depending on, you know, other foods that they've eaten, where they've been, other people they've been exposed to, they may end up liking something that they used to not like. So continue to present it to them at home. Um, and again, like I said, set the boundaries, give a one bite rule. So you've got to take at least one bite and then that's it. If you don't like it, fine, eat the rest of the food on your plate. But if you do like it, I'll give you more. Um, one of the things for my kids is that they, they're bottomless pits. I mean, they will continue to eat and eat and eat until you say stop. So my rule is you don't have to clean your plate when you eat. I'm not a clean plate parent. Um, maybe my husband and I will come on and talk about that because he is a clean plate parent. So it's kind of interesting how it plays out sometimes. But my rule is you don't have to clean your plate, but if you want more food, then you do. So I'm not going to give you more food if there's already food still on your plate even if it's something that you don't like. So if you want more of something or if you want a dessert, you're gonna have to eat the food that's already on your plate. So that's a boundary that we've um, that we've set and it encourages them to eat the food that's in front of them in order to get more of the food that they may be really wanting. Um, another strategy here is to get them involved in the kitchen, get them involved in cooking and do this on a day and at a time that is convenient for you. My kids used to be in the kitchen with me all the time and now because I'm a working mom and my schedule is tight. They want, you know, my daughter wants to help me and wants to watch. And sometimes I'm like, just go sit in the living room and let me do this. And I'll let you know when it's done because I just don't have time to have her in there with me. But then when I do have time, I'm like, okay, Layla, come on, let's go. We're going to mix this. We're going to make it. And, you know, and so we, I get her involved when it's convenient for me. So don't feel like it has to be 
every time that you're fixing a meal, but get your kids involved. It could be as easy as, you know, breaking the, you know, the florets off of a stalk of broccoli, or it could be adding, you know, some salt and pepper with their little pincher fingers to some roasted veggies before they go in the oven. Um, it could be, you know, watching something bake in the oven, watch it roast and get all bubbly and golden brown. It could be anything, um, but get them involved because they're more likely um, to eat when they are involved in what's actually going on. And then the last thing that I'll say um, about the home setting is admit your veggie mistakes. Okay, admit if something went wrong and it doesn't taste right or it's not what you expected. I think one thing that parents do, my well, at least my parents did, my grandparents did, they didn't want to admit when they did something wrong or it was a mistake or when it wasn't good. Um, and so you still had to eat it anyway. And I'm like, no, no. If I if I make something and it and it burns or if I'm trying a new recipe and it doesn't come out right. I'll let everybody know, guys. I really can't vouch for this. I don't. I don't think it came out right, or I. I don't think. I don't think this is good. But we're gonna try it. And sometimes we try it, and it's edible enough to get through that meal. <laughs> and other times, you want to say, you know what? Mm, let's just go ahead and put this down the disposal, and it's gonna be a cereal and popcorn night, like legit that's how it happens so if you admit your mistakes to your kids in the kitchen and you don't try to pull that card of you're gonna eat it because I made it kind of situation it may help um, them be open to new things when it comes on the table because they know that they have you know kind of this mutual dialogue available to them about what they're eating and about what's on their plate and then you talk about if it's a new recipe you talk about what you did and when it comes out and it's great they're going to congratulate you and be like mom that was so good my daughter's favorite thing to say is mommy you are the best cooker ever you get a thousand trophies <laughs> so if i get a thousand trophies i know it was a good dish <laughs> So hopefully those are helpful for you. Um, I have four settings that I wanted to, to share with you. First was school, second was home, and then the other two are parties, so like birthday parties and social functions and vacation. I'm gonna save those two settings for the next episode um, because I want you to come back for more. And I wanna hear your thoughts on school and home, whether you are embracing a plant-based lifestyle at home or whether you're just eating healthy or have other dietary restrictions and you've maybe had some challenges with school lunch or you know eating at home and trying to figure out those things i want to hear the good and the bad from you all and and try to get some conversation going so that a if i have insight that i can share i want to share that but b the community of people that will listen to this episode will be able to help each other um, i think a lot of times we fall into the trap as moms and as parents and as people who are kind of doing our own thing that we're the only ones struggling or the only ones that have a question or an issue or a concern and that is so not true so hopefully when you come and you veg out with me you will see that a you're not the only one with that question and that we can help each other when we do have those um, have those kinds of questions so i always want to end the episode with 
a joke. I love to laugh. I love to have fun. Um, and so I'm on this whole kick of like food puns and food jokes. So this episode's joke is, why was the tomato blushing? Because it saw the salad dressing. <laughs> you get it? Hopefully that made you laugh because it definitely made me laugh. Um, just remember that eating healthy, embracing a plant-based lifestyle, doing all of these things for your family, it's not about perfection. It's not about getting it completely right, but it's about the process and the intent behind it and knowing that you're doing something that's great for your family. So again, on our next episode, I'm going to finish up on the settings and environments that may be challenging for you when you're parenting almost vegan kids. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us. So I want to end every episode with a joke. I love to laugh. I think that laughter um, sometimes can keep us from crying when things get kind of hard and challenging. But two, it just lets us know and reminds us that it's really not that serious, y'all. So today's joke, our episode's joke for today. Ready. Why was the tomato blushing? Because it saw the salad dressing. Get it? salad dressing. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that one because I thought that one was pretty good. So just to kind of reiterate to you all, it's not about perfection. I mean, embracing healthy lifestyles or trying new things that you've never done before, eating new foods that you've never tried before, embracing this whole plant-based situation um, in the midst of our fast food burger and fries world. It can be challenging, but when you focus on the perfection aspect of it, it's also draining. And then you wonder why you're even doing it in the first place. But when you focus on the fact that it's just the little things, the little tweaks, trying something new every, every opportunity that you can, and just having fun with it, then you're refocused and you remember that you're just doing something that's great for your family and that's helping you and them live a life together that much longer. So we'll see you next time on the next episode where we're going to recap um, what we talked about today and we're going to share some information about the other two settings where it can be a little challenging to parent almost vegan kids. Have a great one and we'll see you soon.